0: This is Double Exposure Show with your hosts and professional photographers, Sophia Lemon and Petro. Keep listening if you're a photographer, entrepreneur, or small business owner looking for actionable business and marketing advice and funny off-topic rants. Join Petro, Sophia, and the Double Exposure Show community on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. Hello, I'm Sophia Lemon.
1: And I'm Petro. And this week we're talking about uh, fake Facebook likes. That's hard to say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that's real. Uh, You can find links for this episode at doubleexposure.show slash 64. And uh, we want you to join our Facebook group, too. Just a reminder. So click pause and go to Facebook and find Double Exposure Show group and join it. That's where you're going to see us. So we're back. It's uh, beautiful, snowy 2018 here in Ontario. (laughs) And if you live in... The south, <laughs> anywhere south of us, and it's beautiful. Shame on you! Come experience the beautiful winter that we have. So, <laughs> so
0: yeah. I photographed a family yesterday, and the one daughter lives in the UK now.
1: Gross. Okay.
0: And um, she hasn't tested out her winter jacket, so there was like conversation back and forth about like, is it like warm? Well, I don't know. I haven't tried it in the winter yet. so.
1: <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and so it was
0: snowy, let me tell you. And it was cold. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think she's coming back to Canada in the winter anytime soon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> speaking of winter jackets, um, I went out on Boxing Day to go for a walk in the mall. I know it sounds mm-hmm. stupid. It sounds kind of funny. Uh,
0: no, you wanted to see if there were deals.
1: 100% didn't want to leave the house. But <laughs> our little daughter Mia, mm-hmm. who's six months old now, is uh, she hates being cooped up. She loves to get out. I know it sounds funny, but literally, the kid, the minute you take her outside, she's in heaven. Um, just like that snow angel video. She's yes, that in was the cute. She's snow, making snow angels, right? And the whole time, all you hear is. <laughs> <laughs> She's just giggling.
0: That's not how uh, she laughs, Petro.
1: Well, <laughs> it's I'm, much I'm, cuter I'm than that. Go <laughs> <laughs> on. Um, we should we should share that video. Yes. Um, go for it and tell people why it's uh, why snow is so amazing. Because everybody's always like, oh, snow! I'm so, so scared.
0: Yeah, we've been getting a lot of people in the Facebook group who are not from Canada. And I would assume a lot of them don't see, at least... Like, not even
1: from this continent.
0: Exactly. Um, And I assume they don't get snow, and if they do, they don't get the same amount of snow. But to a lot of you who have never seen it before, snow is not like ice cream.
1: It is white, (laughs) so it's like vanilla ice
0: cream. (laughs) Ugh...
1: But my Boxing Day adventure took us to the mall to go for a walk (laughs) Mm -hmm. because where we live, we're in a small little community that doesn't get plowed very fast, and Mm
0: -hmm. to go to
1: the park would be okay. But it was like minus sixteen degrees Celsius. Yeah. If it, which which I think is like cold, still not zero in Fahrenheit. (laughs) But uh, well,
0: no, it has to get really fucking cold in Fahrenheit for it to reach zero. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Dear American friends, you join guys? the rest of the world yeah. oh, and my become goodness. metric. Let, let the great Britain, let UK have their own imperial thing. Be the cool neighbor. Do metric. But anyways.
0: Oh, it just doesn't make um, sense.
1: So we go to the mall to walk around and we pulled in and I'm just like, okay, this was a bad idea. <laughs> Yeah, um, like there was like six parking spots left. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyways.
0: That actually sounds like a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. We walked around uh, for probably two, three hours. Of course, bought me something. Mm-hmm. I don't even recall what it was. <laughs> but um, and I was like, I'm going to go change her in the bathroom. I'll be right back. And the bathroom's right across the street, I want to say, but right across the hall from uh, <laughs> uh, a menswear store. And I was just like, I'm going to go poke around. Mm-hmm. And three years ago, I was there with uh, with a friend uh, from Camera Canada, Kadar, and oh, hi Kadar. Yeah, I think we were looking for a suit for him uh, for his wedding, and I was just like, "Oh, this winter coat's awesome! I'm going to buy it." Anyways, that was three years ago, and uh, so I'm in the same store, and I look at the winter coat, and I'm like, "Hmm, "This winter coat's cool. It's got orange as a liner." put it on I'm like hmm, I'll buy it <laughs> spontaneously like that so I uh, got myself a winter coat can't wait to get back out there and play in the snow but I haven't yet you can come I visit me let, yeah you can, I can go snowshoeing I don't get the concept of that <laughs>
0: of snowshoeing
1: yeah there's machines that will propel you through the snow <laughs> aka snowmobile
0: it's like um Instead of ATVing, you're going hiking.
1: Yeah, that's a foreign concept to me. It's it's like instead of driving to work, you walk. Ugh. <laughs>
0: um, Oops. I've started walking. Walk. I've started walking from the studio to the frog ponds. It's like four blocks, which is pretty far, but it yeah, gives me a good, couple more thousand steps.
1: When we had our offices downtown, uh-huh. I walked everywhere because mm-hmm. we had a parking spot across the street at, the, at a church.
0: Oh, um, yes.
1: And I walked everywhere. I like four blocks was like, yeah, that's that's cool. No problem. That is now, the
0: convenience of living in town for sure.
1: Yeah. Now I don't walk any. Well, we walk to the post office. <laughs> 15 minute round trip.
0: I can't even so. walk to the post office
1: you are so rural
0: it's like 5 it's kilometers to the post office <laughs> yeah
1: that's that's 3 miles folks 3 miles <laughs> imperial bastards <laughs> um so but it's snowing it's beautiful it's amazing none of it is fake it's all real but you know what is fake
0: what Facebook the snow? Likes. Oh, Facebook likes. Are we getting into that? I wanted to do a little update since it's the new year now. And yeah,
1: we should do little updates.
0: Okay, little update. Um, started a new mastermind group um, with Candra Shank, who's in our Facebook group, and our friend Lori. So we're doing a little ladies' mastermind in Owen Sound. Um, Pretty exciting. So, we had our first meeting in December, and our next meeting will be this month. And so far, it's been pretty good. Um, I also, g- goodness gracious, Petro. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> I, <laughs> I also got, I also got Lewis Howe's The Millionaire Morning, which is just like a little handbook, helps you work on your morning routine. Mm-hmm. Um, So I've been working on my morning routine and, by extension, my evening routine, and I've added some stuff, and now I'm getting up even earlier in the morning. So the goal now is to get up at 5 in the morning and start working at 8. And then I'm also doing, like, not a whole new set of goals in 2018, but I'm getting a lot more specific. So, I actually ended up printing off <clears throat> my financial goal for the first three months of 2018 and put it in a frame and put it on my desk. <laughs> so, you sent me
1: a picture of that.
0: Yeah. So, I have to look at it every morning.
1: It was a pretty specific goal.
0: It was. Well, I, you know, looked at how much I wanted to make for the year and then sort of broke down. Um,
1: what you needed to what make. that would
0: be for six months, yeah. three months, every month, weekly, daily and hourly, um, which everyone should be doing, by the way. But basically, like, yeah, I, had, I wrote it down and then I'm going to look at it every day, because if you don't have a goal, how do you know what you're supposed to do to get there? And we've been talking about this for a few months now. Um, and it's the new year, so now is a good time to get started on this sort of stuff. So again, I'm going to ask everyone to go into the Facebook group and post what their goals are. And I imagine, again, I'm going to have to really help you guys drill down and get more specific on what those goals are, because not like bo- me. <clears throat> booking more weddings is not that's not a, a goal. goal. That's like yeah, a step but... towards a goal. How do you, It needs to be measurable is what I'm discovering. Another thing well, that we're reading you're, is you're
1: absolutely right. Not just measurable; it needs to be um, almost tangible. Um, because, well, I don't want to get too in depth. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start getting philosophical. But you're you're right. Booking weddings is your job already. Yes. If you're a wedding photographer, yep. right? Or shooting, you know, more more gigs. That, that's your job. That's that's what you're supposed to do. That that's a given. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're purposely saying no to them, and I feel <laughs> like
0: I feel like a lot of people they they just say i want to book more weddings instead of going, Well, what goal is that taking me towards like what's my lifestyle going to be like when I book more weddings because Oh, my goodness. If you just keep booking more weddings, if you book 20 weddings (laughs) in Canada, if you book 20 weddings in a season, that's a shit ton of weddings. If you're shooting and editing all of those weddings and managing every step of that process, you're going to be totally burnt out, especially if you have a full time job or a part time Mm job.
1: Well, I have a secret for you. If you want to book, if you want to double your wedding bookings, cut Mm -hmm. your price in half. There you go. You (laughs) book more weddings. Yeah. I don't want to book more weddings.
0: I want to book more expensive weddings.
1: So you want to make more money. I want
0: saying, to make more money off uh, of each wedding that I shoot. However, that's a good goal. <laughs> yeah, but that's not even the goal. That's part of the goal, I guess. I've set a specific money goal. <laughs> we'll see if I reach it. <laughs> um, what about you, Petro?
1: Um, my goal would be to have a better morning routine. <laughs> that's I can help you with one. that, but are you going to yeah. do it? I probably will do half of it, uh, but I have a little daughter that requires my attention. Uh, for the last three weeks, I've been a little bit under the weather. Yes. Like, I got really sick. I got, like, some kind of man-cold business junk going on, whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> um, hmm So, and I just noticed that my voice is panned to the left, so I'm just fixing that. So, anyway, so. what I'm
0: going to do is I'm actually going to put the link to <coughs> um, The Millionaire Morning in the show notes, and I think you all should go get it because... I'm assuming this is a permanent thing. He's basically giving the book away for free. You just pay for the shipping. So it was 14 bucks, I think, for me to ship it to Canada. Um well, he's
1: definitely not using Freightcom?
0: Par- <laughs> I don't know if he... No, because he's in the States, so I don't think he's using yeah. Freightcom. Dick. It'd be um, way
1: cheaper if he was. But it's really a <laughs> short
0: little book. I-, I literally read it and like less than 30 minutes and I highlighted stuff and I wrote notes and things and I'm going through and doing the exercises and everything. So that will help you set goals, but also set up your morning so that you're prepared for the day. And one of the things that really stuck out to me was he said to give yourself two to three hours before you start working after you wake up, which Mm -hmm. is most people wake up, maybe they eat something, they pour a cup of coffee and then they go to work.
1: Terrible. (laughs) That's... Well, and, and it's it's funny you say that. I, I just don't start work till noon. Um, well... I know it sounds funny. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I wake up around 8 or 9 and I'm not with a baby anymore. Although she does sleep in a little bit more now. So it's kind of nice. <laughs> um, but... And what I was saying earlier about me kind of coming down and being sick is I cough so much that I literally slept in the guest room for a couple of mm-hmm. weeks. Um, and so... I'd be out because I couldn't fall asleep, and Hannah would just let me sleep in until like 10 a.m. sometimes. It was it was honestly terrible because uh, I have a lot of commitments that I have to do. And, you know, I'd wake up and I'd just kind of hurry up and try to get stuff done because the, the workday for a lot of my clients starts at 8. So I'm kind of like replying to emails and hassling and, you know. Uh, I hated it. I hated it big time. So yeah. I really do need to start waking up a lot earlier. And uh, my, my typical work week, uh, let's say if I'm up at 7, mm-hmm. I don't really get to my work tasks until about noon. Mm-hmm. I don't check my email till about noon. Um, and then whatever I have to get done, I get it done by 5. So I only have a 4 or 5 hour work, work day, um, mm-hmm. maybe 6. Um, if it's something like putting prints into boxes... Um, I might do that in the evening while I watch TV so, sort of thing mm-hmm. or, and play with Mia at the same time. <laughs> and, you know, like I'll have the TV on the, in the background and she'll be in her little bouncy castle uh, toy thingy on the floor and I'm packaging and she's playing with like the cows and the zebras that are attached to this bouncy thing. Like it's it's a lot of fun because I feel like I'm multitasking and, and I I'm not like just putting her in front of the TV either yeah you know so that's the only time I work past my sort of allotted work time but that was my goal I wanted to work less to tell you the truth yes you know and and I've I've sort of achieved it but I'm so with you about not waking up getting ready for work and starting work and that's unfortunately what our routines are because let's face it we all start work seven eight nine o'clock and Mm -hmm. you know Well, do you want to do you want to
0: hear my uh, morning routine now?
1: I do as I cough.
0: (laughs) (coughs) So first thing I'm doing when I get up is I'm writing down three things I'm grateful for. Um, Make my bed, have a big giant glass of water, make my smoothie. um, And then I go to the gym and then I eat my smoothie. And then do you this is interesting. A, eat a Sorry, smoothie go ahead. or
1: drink a smoothie. Pardon? I, I'm being I'm being kind of uh I don't know what, but do you eat a smoothie or do you drink a smoothie?
0: I think technically it's the same thing. It's all ending up in the same place. Okay. <laughs> Why we have different terms for these things, I don't know, but water and steak go to the same place.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> anyway. Um, and then I review my calendar, um, write down three focus intentions for the day, and then I'm going to sit down and read for about 20 minutes. Okay, dokie. And then after that, I'm going to start. So emails, um, schedule phone calls and stuff for the day, and then get into my work.
1: Let me ask you a question about emails. Um, do you respond to emails as soon as they come in, or do you have no. a lot of time to <laughs> respond to emails?
0: So I've built into my day two times that I process emails and that's like first thing in the morning, um, which right now I think is like 8.30 in the morning. Um, And then I do it again at about three o'clock. But I've put in my email signature that I don't respond to emails in the evenings or weekends, um, which meant that I got emails last week that I didn't respond to until yesterday because Mm -hmm. it was Christmas um, when we're recording this. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I respond to them twice a day, but I don't, I might not even respond to every email I get that day that day I've put in that. I, I respond within 48 hours because some emails don't require an immediate response. Fair enough. The other thing I'm doing is putting And I told you this before, and you asked me questions about it. I'm putting my phone in a different room now.
1: Oh, that's smart.
0: <laughs> and it has had a huge impact actually already because I put it in a different room. And then I get up and I go about my morning stuff. And I honestly don't even really think about it until later on in the morning.
1: So that's I'm hard not, to do for a lot of people, you yeah, know, that, because so, we're all addicted to technology.
0: Yep. Well try it so before I had it on my dresser which was a distance away from my bed so I couldn't look at it in the middle of the night or anything but now that it's in a different room I don't even think about it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so yeah
1: smart um so we used to charge our phones uh in a in a different room like our our phone chargers are not by our bed Mm -hmm. they're um in the living room but uh we both use our phones as alarms so we do bring him in the bedroom. And I don't know if we can get away from that, really.
0: Get an um, alarm clock.
1: <clears throat> that is a great solution for this issue, for <laughs> this problem, yes. But <clears throat> um, I don't know. I, that's that's not part of my goal. But I will jump <laughs> on this with you and say that all you have to do is look at how business people did things 20 years ago. They had a cordless phone maybe in their bedroom. but yep. So maybe let's go back. 30 years ago, um, before cordless phones, even, um, uh, there were phones on walls and on desks with cords and you were lucky to have a phone in the bedroom, but you know, most of the phones were kind of <laughs> central in the house and you only had one, maybe two and you didn't really, you know, play with it when you went to bed or anything. Um, nowadays it's, everything's on the phone, you know, it, great we brought a personal computer onto the phone but think about what you're doing right <laughs> like you're you're yeah. literally just kind of like zoning out and wasting time but it has a lot of negative health uh, effects too
0: definitely but, you know so i'm putting my phone away an hour before i go to bed and i kind of got away from this recently but i already knew that it has a huge impact on how i sleep mm-hmm. so absolutely mm-hmm. does yeah, it so was. It's, it's a bit
1: of a challenge, right? Uh, oh yeah. And I'm, it's it's kind of funny. It's not a recipe to become rich or more successful, but it's 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 a small part of your routine of what you're doing mm-hmm. in order to get there. And it it really does work. It's a, it's really a fantastic thing. One of my favorite thing was things is when I actually travel out of the country. Uh, I never purchase. Uh, like phone data packs or anything, Mm -hmm. I have it there just in case, you know, I turn it off and I function just fine. And I actually enjoy it. If I'm, if I'm away for more than 24 hours, I enjoy not having the phone. It's, it's really weird when, like when we went to India for two weeks, we didn't have the phones with us, um, at all. Like they weren't on, we weren't using them to, to text, to call anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, we were given just like an old school brick uh little candy bar cell phone in india uh if we in case they needed to reach us um but we de- barely used it too because i didn't know anybody's phone number nothing <laughs> so uh, and you couldn't text on it so anyways i i i felt like i lived my life a little bit more because now when you're today when you're kind of bored or you have some downtime the first thing we do is we look at our phone yeah we go on facebook we go on instagram you know i i don't think my friends can go out to eat without <clears throat> taking a picture of their food and putting it on an instagram and and that's fine it's cool I, I love seeing you know who's doing what um i'm not going to be one of those people who's like i don't care what you're having for supper Um, It's like, well, yeah, you do. You care. You're you're upset about it. That's, that's, that's you caring. (laughs) But um, I just mean, we've really become slaves to it. And it takes a huge time. um, Rather, it takes a, a lot of effort to get the time back and to get back into the groove of things into the normal life. Like,
0: well, and can you imagine if you didn't take that time to go on Facebook and distract yourself by other things and you just just sit there and like maybe be bored for a minute, but your brain will start working and you'll start thinking creatively to come up with a way or a solution to solve your boredom? Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're just watching, car. if you're just, yeah, if you're, that's, that would work. That would be perfect. If you're just watching cat videos, which I love cute cat videos, <laughs> you're just distracting yourself. You're not thinking creatively. You're not really using your brain. I would like to get to the point where I don't watch TV when I'm having lunch. Cause I have a nasty habit of sitting down and watching TV, like for one to two hours. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that'll happen because I kind of like TV.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can you can get there. Um, just just know that a lot of the stuff you're watching is there. You know, it's it's not live TV. It's not going to go away. Yes. <laughs> you can always come back to it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But um, we but well, there's there's nothing wrong with TV. Like, um, well, I, I find people go to extremes. They're either um, kind of homebodies. They'll kill an entire season of a show that just came out on Netflix in, in, like, six hours. Um, they're, they're on their phone all the time. You know, the, it's either that extreme or they're, like, total hippies. They they don't <laughs> have a TV at home. <laughs> they they have, like, a flip phone, if that. They You know, it, it's a couple that shares a cell phone and it's off half the time. Like, literally, it's one extreme or the other. And you don't have to be on the extremes, just find um find something that works for you like uh there's a balance and it's really easy to find it i mean you just have to make small changes baby steps lead to these uh to these things and the um, the impact it has on your lifestyle and your business day-to-day life yeah yeah holy moly he's right (laughs) that's a good way to describe it
0: do we want to talk about facebook now
1: not anymore i'm done (laughs) so (laughs) speaking of facebook
0: Um, We all know it's super important for your business and people think that you need to do certain things on Facebook in order to look like Mm -hmm. an expert. And by that, I mean like have a zillion likes on your Facebook page and all of that fun stuff. But I don't think that's really the importance of Facebook anymore. Plus, oh my goodness, do you know how many of my clients are not on Facebook? Like these two proposals that I've had so far this month, neither of Mm. them are on Facebook.
1: Do they have a TV at home? (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm gonna guess they probably do, <laughs> um, but they like—they're both from Toronto. They both found me on Google, like nice. But they're not on Facebook. <laughs> but anyway, I think Facebook's g- going to become less and less important <coughs>
1: for businesses. Facebook's for old people, anyways.
0: Now it is. It's really weird. Yeah. Okay, but. It's 10 years old.
1: Can you believe it? Facebook's been around for 10 years.
0: Only 10 years? It's been around Mm -hmm. for longer than that because I had it in high Um,
1: school. As a public uh, offering to the masses, Mm -hmm. I think in the U.S. 2006 and Canada 2007, somewhere around there. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, anyway, so Kendra and I were sitting around at the frog pond talking about Facebook and stuff, and she said, I'm just... I'm really annoyed by this like photographer and she starts going on about this photographer and then she shows me their page and I'm looking at these posts and I'm gonna read some of these posts to you, not the posts, but the comments and stuff. And then I'm gonna let you comment on that. Are you ready for this? Do it. Okay, the first post, 506 likes. And the first comment I'm going to blank out names here. But um, the first comment says, thanks so much for a great day doing our family photos. Really nice pictures. Can't wait to see the rest. Um, The next comment is, "You, you simply an amazing photographer. You are so talented. Okay, So that's the first one. You ready for the second one? Do it. 506 likes. Thanks so much for a great day doing our family photos. Really nice pictures, can't wait to see the rest. You, simply an amazing photographer. You are so talented. Ready for the next one? Okay. 506 likes. Thanks so so much for a great day doing our family photos. Really nice pictures, can't wait to see the rest. You, simply an amazing photographer. You are so talented. And then the next one, 506 likes. Thanks so much for a great day doing our family photos. Really nice pictures. Can't wait to see the rest. You simply an amazing photographer. You are so talented.
1: Tell me it's by the same person.
0: (laughs) All of those comments are by the same person. So this photographer posted, um, different shoots. But the people commenting on each set of shoots are the same people. So, person A is commenting on family A's photo. Person A is commenting on family B's photo. Person A is commenting on family C's photos. So, it's clearly not the actual people. So, basically, these are all fake Facebook likes and comments. Clearly. And the scary part is 506 likes on each post. That means that that post is getting zero engagement from anyone but bots. Right. That's scary. I'm not even
1: positive how it's done.
0: Oh, you buy it. You look up Facebook likes, Facebook comments on Google, and then you can pay a service to do this.
1: (coughs) I'm totally aware of this. like you can, but these bots have fake Facebook accounts. Is that how mm-hmm. it works?
0: hmm Right. And they look really real. Like they have pictures and everything and, you know, like American names and stuff like that. But <laughs> holy crap. So it looks super impressive because this post has 500 likes on it and it has 30 comments.
1: So what does these 500 likes actually get you?
0: Absolutely Nothing. That's what I'm saying. So there's 500, there's 506 likes on every one of this photographer's posts. So if there's 500 likes, that means that that's 500 likes from bots, no more. So this photographer is not getting any engagement from their target market. They're not getting any engagement from their own family and friends on Facebook. They are only getting likes and comments from the bots.
1: Here's the worst part. They're actually spending money to do that.
0: Yes. And Facebook knows. So the reason that this person won't be getting engagement is because Facebook knows. (laughs) If that's all the engagement that you're getting is from fake stuff, Facebook's not going to be promoting your stuff to anyone else. Like you're not getting any real engagement. So Facebook just thinks, you know, people don't want to see your stuff.
1: Right. Yeah, the Facebook algorithm is pretty unique and the way it works is if you have a thousand uh, people who like your page mm-hmm. and only 5% of them actually engage, yep. um, it's only like 50% of that 5% that actually see your posts Yeah, that and see other engagement.
0: And it's the same people who will see the post over and over again. So a lot of yeah. my engagement comes from the same people. <clears throat> consistently that's because they've shown that they engage with my stuff they like my stuff they want to see it so facebook shows it to them right this is kind of how advertising works as well so you create an ad someone engages with your stuff and then maybe they'll see it again in the future because facebook now knows that they like your stuff
1: yeah and facebook will make suggestions and yeah um on average people follow something like this is, this is kind of scary. I, I don't remember where I was reading these statistics, but a couple of months ago I was doing a little bit of research on Facebook marketing. I was putting together a little tiny article for a group
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, of local luthiers and whatnot. Luthiers are people who make stringed instruments, Okay. just in case you were wondering. And there was a statistic that said that an average um, Facebook user that is engaged on Facebook uh, meaning they use it once per day. Yes. Um, they follow something like 134 businesses. Yeah. Or Plus. like 134 different. Yeah. yeah. That means that some people like a lot more. So out of these 134 businesses, let's say, let's just round it down to 100. Can you imagine if every single business made a post every day and it showed up on these people's walls or on their feeds rather, It would just be a ticker tape of stuff. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like nothing would actually stay up there and you would be wasting your time. That's why Facebook for business actually takes your money and they want you to pay for advertisement and when you target a specific group based on your spending, they will put it on the most engaged users that follow your content or may be interested in following your content and then you'll see a sponsored ad. I've actually come to expect it now and it doesn't bother me. I think Facebook did a really good job in tailoring the experience so that when an ad says sponsored, I don't get upset. But when they first started doing that, it was frustrating because I'd be looking at Facebook to to do whatever and then I'd see a sponsored ad and I'd just be like, oh, get out of the way. Uh, they've gotten so good that I'd say three quarters of the sponsored content, I actually find relevant and useful. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm personally thankful as a user for that algorithm, but now I take that knowledge and I apply it to my business how I target people, etc. And so using bots is completely useless because all you're doing is just making a number bigger for no reason. Yep.
0: <clears throat> yep. So. If, if you're going to spend your money on Facebook, spend it on ads. <clears throat> at least real people are probably going to be seeing it. And I know there was an issue at one point with purchasing ads from Facebook and fake accounts would be seeing your stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but I think we've gotten past that now.
1: Well, that that's the only problem with these bots, too, yeah. is if they if they are flying under the ra- radar as real users then technically some of your advertising dollar could go towards them. But the good news is none of these bots have any inform any relevant or information filled out. Yeah. So if you're, you know, that's, that's where, um, if you are starting a Facebook campaign, the best way to make sure that it gets to the right people is to do as much targeting as possible. So that means demographics, that means geographical location, age group. Uh, if you want to target to only females, then, you know, get right down to sex, um, just really, really tailor your uh, target target group. What am I trying to say? I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm looking for a specific word, uh, but you know, really um, identify and just just fill out as much as possible on that. Um, and I have a, a little uh, anecdote about this, if you will. Uh, when we rebranded in 2013. Um, I started a new Facebook page. Rather than taking uh, Petrophoto and uh, basically just making, just changing the name, I literally started a new Facebook page from scratch. Took out an ad, and in about, and I and I just targeted real people. Mm-hmm. Um, targeted my uh, preferred customers, if you will. Yeah. Um, and I mean, some friends jumped on there as well. And I'd say at that point, it was probably 20% friends. Mm
0: -hmm. So I had
1: about 150 likes on this page. And 130 of them were people I've never met. They were my potential future customers. Within a week of this uh, Facebook page going live, I received my first message that basically said, love your work, want to hire you for my wedding in September. Mm -hmm. And this would have been in February, March of that year. And... I booked that wedding on Facebook, in Mm -hmm. Messenger. That was the first time for me. Uh, Well, and it was, you know, a new company essentially. She had no idea I was PetroPhoto. She never even heard of PetroPhoto, right? So um, to her, I was actually a brand new company, period, right? My Facebook page only had 150 likes. It wasn't even a week. I think we were up to 180 likes and we booked a second wedding. Hmm. By the time I reached 500 likes, we had about 100, or sorry, that's over-exaggerating. We had about 10 weddings booked just from Facebook, Mm -hmm. most of them on Messenger. It was really cool. I discovered a new platform to reach out to, to my customers and do that. I haven't posted many photos by then. I haven't posted many posts, period, by then. Yet, I booked 10 weddings by the end of July, for sure, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So within like, within, within four months, like I said, before we even reached 500 uh, likes, uh, we booked at least 10 weddings. And I mean booked. We had other inquiries. This is like, hey, just saw your stuff. Love it. It's amazing. Can we meet? How much for this? Where are you? Shut up and take my money. <laughs> It was it was that easy, like, um, and I found that hey, this is kind of neat. I'm the the customer that's reaching out to me is in their like early to mid twenties. So they're on Facebook Messenger. Yeah, this is where I want to be. None of these um, brides to be were looking at my posts to see how many likes I had, to see how many reviews I had. To this day, I don't really care if I have a review or not. Give me negative reviews for all I care. Most people don't really read them. That's the funny part. Um, And if you have a negative review, let me know because I want to make it right. But (laughs) the fact of the matter is that that concept sort of stuck around with us. And I am not advocating this at all whatsoever. Do not do what I'm doing. But we purposely don't do a lot of posts on Facebook or a lot of engagement on Facebook. Because what it leads to is people messaging us and saying, hey, I like what I see. Can I see more? And that's when we're like, yes, why don't you come in and meet with us? We'll show you more in person. And that's my way of grabbing their attention and getting their commitment to give me a meeting. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them who are like, well, I'm in Woodstock and you're, you know, an hour and a half away from me or something. Let's uh, talk here. We end up booking them online, Um, sometimes over Skype. Um, I've booked people over Skype. I booked people over FaceTime, uh, iMessage, Messenger. Like, just pick one, and you you you're better off targeting and catering to your target market mm-hmm. than having something to boast about. Look at this like you know. Look at all these likes. I'm super cool. I have you know five thousand people who like my Facebook page. Yep. Well, that's great. So what we. When, again, when we traveled uh, to India, we went over Turkey mm-hmm. and we did a layover in Turkey and I did a couple of tweets and I did a couple of Instagram posts about Turkey. We had a thousand, uh, over a thousand, like I want to say 1,081 Facebook likes from Turkey that week. It was insane. It, it was I, like, I I literally hit the right button at the right time where everybody was bored and decided, oh, <laughs> let's like Lux Photography Company's page. And it blew me away, honestly. So uh, how many of those people booked us? One reached out. Believe it or not, one, <laughs> we had an inquiry from Turkey. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> not interested. It no. would be nice. would be really cool. But there was a bit of a conflict at the time. <laughs> so anyways, long, long story short... It these are personal experiences, and it's not a matter of well, hey, this is what works for me. Uh, it it's it's a fact. It it didn't matter because yes, I have a huge following in Turkey. I have at least a thousand people who like my page from Turkey. <laughs> so what? They'll never be my customers. Yeah. So uh,
0: this is why I prefer to just use Facebook to post photos and then tag my clients in them. So I really I I post blog posts and stuff to shoots that were with clients who are not on Facebook, but if I'm just posting photos, I only post photos of clients who are on Facebook whom I can tag in the photo because what that does is it opens me up to exposure to their family and friends. And that's the kind of exposure that I want. I don't need mm. to be connecting with people in <laughs> other countries that I'm never going to meet <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. or
1: fake fake accounts, fake bots. Um, I think if you really want to waste a little bit of time and I don't mean wasted but I mean like spend a little bit of time on trying to find different avenues of potential clients, try, try things like Pinterest mm-hmm. and this, this might kind of blow your mind or you may disagree with me, but you will be wrong, but Pinterest can be an amazing place to get clients. Yep. Um,
0: people look at Pinterest the wrong way too so if you're looking at social media Facebook Instagram or social media um, Pinterest is a search engine Pinterest is not social yes. media so yeah a lot of my clients come from Google so by extension Pinterest makes a lot of sense for me and I am putting a lot of effort into Pinterest these days <sighs> Which is working. I <coughs> haven't had anyone say that they've booked me from Pinterest yet. However, um, I've been getting a lot more repins and I get like, um, well, I just thought I, you talk. I'll go on and look at what my statistics are. We,
1: we booked at least two, possibly three weddings from Pinterest. <laughs> and it's funny, when I was teaching this class uh, at co- in college uh, about uh, online portfolio website, uh, WordPress, etc., social media, whatnot one of the one of the things that i was teaching was was pinterest and every single class i they were cringing they're like oh i hate pinterest and i'm telling you right now that when you when you talk to photographers i i, I don't think there's an original idea out there it's like every time i talk to somebody whether they're a new photographer or a veteran photographer it's like they say the same thing oh i hate those pinterest brides and it's like, no, you don't. You don't actually hate them. They made your job easier. They showed you exactly what they want. They, sh- they showed you, you know, what what they're expecting. It's up to you to take them as a client or not. So relax. But a lot of the up-and-coming photographers, they, ha- they have the same um, attitude about Pinterest. They're like, oh, Pinterest, here we go. Well, shut up! You use Pinterest. Yeah. You know, you go on Pinterest and you look recipes up or DIY home fix fixing up stuff. Guess what? When people are getting married, they go on Pinterest to look up ideas about bouquets, dresses, um, DIY decor. Mm-hmm. This is your opportunity when you see something really cool and exciting to take those photos and put them up as pins. And I'm talking about, you know. You're doing, it's, it's almost like marketing for yourself because as your own work gets repinned, it becomes more popular. It may even become a little viral. It means more traffic to your website. And if you're lucky enough, it'll be in your geographical area and they'll call you and they'll book you. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I don't really have a problem with my client's using Pinterest to show me like ideas and stuff. The only issue that bugs me is when they take a specific photo from Pinterest that they want. And I think at that point, it's your responsibility to communicate with them. Like you're hiring me because you looked at my photos and you like my photos. So let me be the creative and create photos for you that work. Um, Not so much, you know, I'm not just trying to create what you see on Yeah, but you got to do that
1: diplomatically. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It's your responsibility
0: to word that in a diplomatic way. But I have gone on to um, Google Analytics and I'm looking at... um, Let's just compare Google, Facebook, and Pinterest. Mm -hmm. Um, So 34% of my traffic has come from Google, 23% has come from Facebook, and 14% has come from Pinterest. Um, But here's where it gets pretty interesting. The bounce rate for Google is 66%, 94.4% for Facebook, 69.5% for Pinterest, and then the pages per session, um, two pages for Google, one page for Facebook, Almost six or almost seven pages for um, for Pinterest and for Google, about one minute on my website for Facebook, about 14 seconds. And for Pinterest, uh, 15 minutes. Amazing. So, yes, I'm getting less traffic, not substantially less, slightly less traffic from Pinterest. However, they are far more engaged with what's on my website than the people coming from Facebook. (sighs)
1: <sighs> that's incredible yeah. that's actually like uh, very surprising numbers
0: yeah th- number it does surprise me to and but that's really the funny good. thing is the, the people coming from Facebook are like people that I know kind of I am far more likely to know the people coming from Facebook than I am to know the people coming from Pinterest and the people come right. from, coming from Pinterest are spending a heck of a lot more time looking at my stuff and they're looking at more of my stuff yeah
1: hmm yep Hmm. <laughs> Let's learn something. New. Yeah. Um the the in the grand scheme of things none of this really costs money except for time, right? So and none of this really requires constant gardening, so to speak, like you don't need to uh devote constant attention. There are things you can put in place and they'll sort of drive traffic to you. Mhm. Uh beed with Pinterest, Facebook, etc. And I think it'd be more effective than like if you just put something out there and not do too much to it. It'll be more effective than having bots or fake profiles or just a ton of your friends come and like a bunch of posts or share a bunch of stuff. So at some point you're actually doing a disservice to yourself because people can see through it. Um, If you caught this. There's no doubt somebody else has, has caught mm-hmm. this, like like a client. And I do find that a lot of the visits um, tend to be from our competition. Uh, I, I, I've always wondered, like, how many people go to my website that are or to my Facebook page that are just other photographers. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Anytime uh, somebody has told me about a spelling error or a, a page not working or whatever it is, on my face, on my Facebook or on my um, website, mm-hmm. it's been another photographer. It's been a colleague. It's never been um, <coughs> like a client. Oh hey, I was on your website and I was reading your about section, and uh, there's an error on there. Nobody's ever said that. It's always been like a, a friend or colleague, like another photographer who said, "Yeah, you uh, you spelled condition wrong uh, on your about page." I'm like, oh, interesting. Thanks. So if you want to test this theory, put a bunch of spelling mistakes on your website and, and see who tells you about
0: it. Yeah, no kidding.
1: So um, at the end of the day, it, it something's working for me. Like I, I found a, a system, like I said, less is more approach where I get people contacting us and saying, hey, can you do this for us? Uh, but I'd like to meet with you to see more photos. And my phone is ringing every day, so to speak, you know not ringing off the hook Mm -hmm. but i get phone calls i get emails i get texts i get facebook messages still to this day facebook has been our number one provider of business Mm -hmm. it works for me excuse me and i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that because i've started getting business from people that are on facebook a lot of their friends are on facebook who see the work and it's it's still kind of a concept of word of mouth right Yep. so and I'll leave, I'll leave you all with that. <sighs> radio silence. Yeah. So speaking I, of radio silence. I don't
0: even know what to say. Just, oh my God, yeah, don't spend money on that crap.
1: Yeah. <sighs> I would actually caution people about spending a lot of money on Facebook for ads, period. Yeah. Um, you may be better off, actually. Well, the really neat thing is Facebook purchased Instagram
0: mm-hmm
1: and I thought about uh, Instagram as a an advertising Avenue because I thought that if you put money to sponsored posts on Instagram and if you had some really killer photos you might actually get a little bit more business out of it and I'm not convinced I think it would depend on the industry mm-hmm. um, I think you'll get more followers which may lead to more referrals because, you know, I always hear somebody like, oh, are you looking for this? I follow this one guy on Instagram and he says this or, you know, something like that. So I think you'll still get more referrals word of mouth. And it, it might be beneficial for you to get a better following on Instagram. But again, I don't really know anymore. Well, it's so hard to gauge. And, and the problem is, I'm going to just say yes. this last thing, is every... <laughs> What I've been saying up until now, what I do works for me, and that's why I do it. I can't go out into the real world and teach it. (laughs) I can. I've done it. But I've always said, this is what works for me. And the reason why I've come to that conclusion and why I sort of give this disclosure is because I've, I've advised people on what I do, and they did the same thing. They've even quadrupled the budget. Yep. And enough, and they got zero replies. Seriously, zero. Like, local photographer in London, very talented, a great team, and they're doing really, really well right now. But when they were starting out, I think he purchased two hundred dollars U.S. of advertising on his first ad campaign. Even though I advised him against it, I said just start with fifty. Um, he blew through it in about a week. I want to say. Yeah. And he got zero inquiries, like literally zero. And I, and I didn't laugh at him. I was just like, listen, I spend 50 bucks a month and I target a a, a specific group of people in a very small geographical area. I said, my target audience ranges from 300 to about 3000 of engaged females in a specific geographical area said i don't know what to tell you like I, maybe they don't like good work i, <laughs> I, I couldn't figure it out <laughs> yeah, like his the photos he posted were killer and you know maybe they were actually too good because they looked kind of too professional i, I really don't know and it wasn't and, and the thing is it wasn't a wedding. Photographer. It was a portrait photographer who was looking for portrait clients, and I, I again, I cannot explain it. So,
0: I think with the social media stuff, it's really all about engagement, and
1: so the the same. You have to be present on on social media yourself too. Yes. Yeah. To engage.
0: Yeah, but it's the same across Facebook, Instagram. It's engagement. So that's what I.
1: Congratulations on your engagement. That's What I'll be saying to you once, once you engage on Facebook. Oh,
0: <laughs> that's cute. <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. That's what,
1: it, isn't easy being cheesy, you know? It's it takes a lot of time and effort to come up with this junk.
0: I guess this was a pretty short um episode. I just wanted to read those comments and 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 be like, stop this madness. Well, having. Comments on every single one of your posts from the same people does not make you look good. Your clients are smarter than that. Well, And they're not seeing you. I wonder if this
1: person listens to us.
0: Goodness gracious. If you do this, tell us. And we want to know if it has benefited you at all. Because my guess would be that it hasn't.
1: I would (sighs) uh, be willing to bet a dollar.
0: Yeah, that's all I got. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, and in some ways it has benefited this individual because here we are talking about him or her and uh, so they are getting not, some exposure. In,
0: not in a venue <laughs> that will bring them money.
1: <laughs> and that's, that, that's exactly why I mentioned it. So back to goals. Uh, when we were talking about goals earlier and setting goals, you know, yep. book more weddings doesn't really equal a goal. So get more likes. Is sort of on the same, um, so find, find a goal. What do you want to do from your, what, what are you trying to get? I, and I think that 99.9% of people will agree with me that the end game is profit. Yep. Um, I do this full time. I'm lucky enough to do this full time. You do this full time. Um, I feel like I have three other jobs because of my hobbies and engagements, um, but, you know, I do other non-photography-related things. Um, so building guitars has sort of taken a backseat with having Mia. Uh, I don't have a lot of time to be in the shop. And um, the marketing uh, and photography and sales that I do with, with Ford Canada and the local dealership, you know, I'm basically babysitting an email address seven days a week. Um Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day when people say you know oh what do you do or if that ever comes up I'm a full-time photographer that that's my day job I feel that this is my day job and so I can honestly say that it took me over 10 years to get to the point where I could comfortably just do this Mm -hmm. Um, so in the grand scheme of things the goal is profit the goal the goal is to make enough money to be able to sit back relax record a podcast publish it on a wednesday and you know not get a lot of money from it yeah cuz this isn't this isn't monetized right yep. um so booking more weddings yeah that's not that's not idea. anyways um one more thing i have about facebook okay um, and it's it's really it really comes back around to your your growth as a photographer. You need to go to Facebook and you need to type in four words into the search bar. <laughs> Double exposure show group. That's it.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, we also want to know. Well, I mean, you what, need to join. Um, you need to join the group. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, I failed that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we want to know how you approach um, uh, a lot of these things, uh, your Facebook marketing strategies. Uh, share them with us. Join the conversation on Facebook at the Double Exposure Show group. Mm-hmm. And uh, remember that you can find the show notes, the links to everything we're talking about here today um, in this episode at doubleexposure.show slash 64. had to look down at my page for that. So, yeah.
0: Is that all you got?
1: I think that's all I got.
0: Okay. (laughs) Thanks to Benjamin Edward for our aardvark and Ben Sound for our theme music. And thanks to you for sharing this episode with a friend. Um, If you like what you've heard, please leave us a review and a rating on iTunes. Otherwise, you will not be entered to win our contest to win a copy of Benjamin Edward's aardvark
1: yes and thank you all who have done it already yeah. uh again couldn't thank enough of couldn't thank you all enough you <laughs> for a great 2017. um i'm i'll tell you why my, my brain isn't processing information very well there's times where i'm holding my breath right now because i have the most violent coughing fits. <laughs> And if I hold my breath, they kind of go away. So I'm, like, lacking in oxygen (laughs) right now. (laughs) And if I don't, I will seriously just cough for hours. So, uh, but again.
0: Yeah. So we had a pretty awesome 2017, I think. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: And I'm really hoping that we have an even more awesome 2018. Yes. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for sticking around. We want to know if... Well, we we know that this is relevant information and that it's helping you. You're telling us. But we want to know what things you've done and implemented oh, yeah. in 2017. So tell tell us all these things. Uh, come join us on Facebook yeah. and we can't wait to hear from you. And basically, all I'm going to say is until next time.
0: <laughs> I have one more thing. <laughs> all right. If you want to start off 2018 like really well, I think you should all go and sign up for Freightcom. Um and start shipping smarter this year because you're going to save a lot of money and time. So go to doubleexposure.show slash freightcom and that is F-R-E-I-G-H-T-C-O-M, correct? Um, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and then use the promo. So go ahead. It's, it's, it's freightcom.com.
0: Yes. Um, if you go to the link that I just gave you, that will take you to the signup page. And at the signup page, you want to use the promo code SOFIA. And that will have yes, your account no, that's what I was that to say. will get your account um, automatically um, activated so you can start shipping like right now. And for the love of goodness gracious, just do it. I'm actually trying not to swear, which I don't understand why I try not to sh- swear on this show since we have an explicit rating. Just fucking I know, do it. We need
1: to fulfill our obligations of ex- <laughs> just, ex- I whatever I feel like
0: I do all of the swearing, which isn't a lot just fucking That's sign up true. for it and ship some stuff because ju- you're going to save some fucking money so just fucking do it already
1: <laughs> ship some shit <laughs> um hey i i ship oh, tons of stuff every week my
0: goodness i have a story for you so alright tell me um I was shipping out a couple of client gifts before Christmas, and I was not expecting they were going to get there before Christmas because I shipped them on, like, Thursday or something. So mm-hmm. I Thursday morning, I put them outside my front door. Thursday afternoon. Oh, by the way, I was having some issues with FreightCom, so I ended up having to call them um, to get that stuff sorted out. Um, and there was, like, a little Great bit I was I was uncertain if it was going to be taken care of and stuff. But sure enough, Thursday afternoon... I get a message from my client saying, thank you for the gift. I was like, hold the phone. I put it outside my door Thursday morning for pickup and Thursday afternoon it was delivered. Are you kidding me?
1: That's pretty neat.
0: What the hell? How did that happen? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, did that kind of service. So Freightcom, people.
0: <laughs> Just fucking well, do it. It, no, oh, damn that's, it. That's
1: actually really cool. Um, I, what I was going to say is, It's such a time saver Um, and and the anecdote I'll tell you is um, kind of funny because I sell a couple of things here and there on Kijiji or Facebook Marketplace and mostly it's things that I don't no longer need that bear some sort of value that I don't want to just give away or throw out and uh, so this was actually um, a tool, I'm not going to get into details but it was only $80. Mm -hmm. And I put it on Facebook Marketplace, and somebody replied to me, like, right away, hey, I'm really interested in this, I'm in Bothwell. And Bothwell is about 50-minute drive from here, so just under an hour. You can probably do it in 45 if you catch all the lights. And I said, and he's like, I can come on Thursday, or if that's okay. And I said to him, you know what, why don't you just send me five bucks extra, and I'll just ship it. And his reply was, I'm really skeptical about this. And I I basically told him, I said, look, I get great shipping rates. It's up to you if you want to drive almost an hour this way and go an hour back. I don't really want to take the time out of my day to meet you. No offense. I don't know you. <laughs> uh, so I'll cover the difference, which is like $3. Yep. And, you know, just send me an extra five bucks. I'll ship it to you. And he, I said, listen, here's my link to my website here. You know, here's my phone number You can call me. You can check me out. You know, if you feel that this is legit, great. If not, I'm not worried. Somebody else will come through. Five minutes later, he emails me and he says, here's a password for the money order, (laughs) the email money order. Mm -hmm. And here's my address. So I ended up putting it all together and shipping it to him. And, of course, with Freightcom, it turned out to be like just under nine bucks to to ship it down the road. Even if I had to cover all the shipping, just not having to take the time out of my day, I would totally do it. Build it into your price. Um, When I photograph weddings, a lot of my clients live more than an hour away from me. And, yeah, I can have them come to me. Uh, but since I don't like to go to the office too much anymore and I'm doing a lot of the work from home and I'm hanging out with my little Mia Bean and we're having a great time I have built the shipping into my prices so when they order an album it automatically gets shipped to them there's no questions asked and if a company offers drop shipping that's great I still get it shipped here I repackage it I put my own branding on it and I ship it away and I don't know if you want to talk about this too much or not, but I do a little bit of drop shipping for you. So I have your marketing, uh, material where I put your stickers on the box, your shipping label, and it's coming from you. But there's no need to drive around, meet people here and there. Like it's kind of a no brainer. And all of this is largely due to the fact that we have Freightcom. Yep. Um, Right. So you can sign up for Freycom anywhere, anytime, but if you go to doubleexposureshow slash Freightcom and you use the promo code Sophia, it instantly activates your account and allows you to ship or get quotes. Next time you want to ship something to a relative for Christmas or whatever, get a quote from Canada Post, then get a quote from Freycom. And you know, then you'll be pleasantly surprised <laughs> that you'll jump for joy. And it's addicting. I got to admit, you'll just start shipping random stuff to to strangers. Yep.
0: I shipped boots (laughs) not not. long ago.
1: Nice. Yep. That's boots, (laughs) not boobs, right?
0: (laughs) Yes, correct. Boots. Boots. With a (laughs) T. Yeah. My
1: ears are plugged. I heard boobs. I apologize. (laughs) And I, yeah. Okay. I'm done now. So on that note, it's time to end. Thanks all for joining us. Until next time.
0: Get to work.